Please note that this episode contains depictions of abuse that some listeners may find disturbing. Some of the issues that we're going to discuss today might be a little uncomfortable to listen to, but everything we discuss is so important. And welcome to Series 2, Episode 2 of The Social Sanctuary with me, Harvey Morton. Today I'm chatting to Emma Davey, a relationships expert, qualified counsellor and narcissistic abuse recovery coach. On a daily basis, Emma helps people who have suffered from narcissistic abuse and individuals with relationship issues. She works extensively with clients that suffer from stress, PTSD, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts and self-harm. She's the founder of the popular Facebook group Victims of Narcissistic Abuse and holds weekly meetings online for her members to speak openly as a group and feel supported in their time of need and recovery. Emma, thanks for being on the podcast today. Could you tell our listeners more about the your work and the types of issues that you help clients with? Thank you, Harvey, for having me on the show. Yes, so today um, I'm going to discuss what I do on a daily basis. I see victims that have suffered from narcissistic abuse, um, and that could be from any type of relationship, such as a partner, friendship, boss, parents, grandparents. Anyone, unfortunately, can be a victim of narcissistic abuse. By the time that someone actually reaches out to me and asks for help is when they've really reached breaking point and they don't really know where else to go. They come to me for clarification that they are not going crazy and we go through the process of recovery and that starts from step one to, to step 12 which is starting to realise what actually is happening in this person's life um, because there's so many unanswered questions that people go through because they have probably been gaslighted so much within their relationship that they need to work out who they are again. So we work on their identity, we help rebuild who they are again um, and accept what's happened to them, accept that it wasn't their fault. Unfortunately, they were just a victim of narcissistic abuse. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that you it's quite challenging and a lot of emotional pressure on you to to deal with everyone's story and to help them to recover and um, what made you decide to get into counseling and therapy so i was once in a narcissistic abusive relationship and from the beginning to the end was absolutely horrific. I mean, the start obviously was amazing because narcissists have a way of charming you and making you feel like you are their number one and pretending that you are going to have an amazing life with them and what they have to offer you. And that's pretty much the start of how they hook you. They put this persona on that they are everything that they're not actually are Um, so you are actually falling in love with a ghost a ghost that they are portraying that they are at the beginning but as over time the mask falls off and you realize that the person that you met at the beginning is not the person that you've actually fallen in love with Um, and that can be really hard and for me I just had so many unanswered questions I was looking at the relationship thinking but how can this be 
I fell in love with a completely different person. This person is there, so I need to put all my effort in into helping him get back to that really amazing, charming person at the beginning. Little did I know that I was dealing with a narcissist and that is what happens. And it got to breaking point with me. I started to self-harm in the relationship to kind of show him, look how much pain you're putting me through. It's resulting in me harming myself. I'd rather feel this pain than the pain that you're giving me. And then it came to two attempted uh, suicides. And that's when I really knew I had to break away. But I was so trauma bonded by him. He'd made me so dependent on him. I looked at him for my happiness. So he had complete control of when I was happy. He allowed me to be happy when he felt like it. And when he didn't want me to be happy, he took that happiness away from me. So I have really become dependent on him um, for everything. So I packed my bags and I went to the other side of the world and I decided to really look into what this was, this you know, narcissistic abuse, narcissistic personality disorder. And I wanted to know the ins and outs of it. And I wanted to know, is this just me or is this something that actually happens to other people? That's when I opened my support group. And I was really opening it just for an avenue for me to speak to other people that were on my level that I could talk to and they would understand what I meant. Because talking to friends and family, they all have their you know, they all have their their own views and it's very much like, we'll just leave him. But it's not that simple when you've been affected by a narcissist. And then I trained to be a counsellor because I wanted, you know, the qualifications and the true understanding of why this happened, why, you know, with the brain and everything like that. And then it was my determination really to help others. And when I saw the scale of people that started joining the group, I thought, wow, this is actually a real problem. This isn't just me. This needs to be addressed. And there was so many question marks of people asking, I need help. I don't know where I can get that help. I saw a gap in the market and thought, this is what I need to focus on. This is what I need to put all of my effort and all my education in and learn as much as possible so I can help others. And I guess, um, like you said yourself, people don't always know that they are facing narcissistic abuse and they don't know what what signs to look for. Now um, that you've helped so many people, are there any common signs of, of narcissism in a relationship and ways that maybe you can start to escape the toxicity at an early stage or is it something that is just so difficult to get out of and build so quickly if a relationship seems too good be too good to be true it normally is a narcissist will display very charming affectionate passionate um, traits at the very beginning and that is what hooks a victim so a narcissist will pretend that they are somebody that they're not. They will mirror you. Um, so if you meet somebody and they are very naught to 100, so they want to move in, they want to say, I love you very quickly, very charming. And I mean overly charming because we all have some charm when we meet someone. But someone that's very overly charming is a big, big red flag. A narcissist will start to want to control your life very quickly. So they'll look at who you're friends with, who your family is, and look at how much um, involvement that they have within your life because they'll want to isolate you from 
um, the outside world because other influencers is a threat to the narcissist because they want to have complete control over you. So obviously other people from the outside would see you're changing, you know, things are not how they used to be. Um, you're dressing differently. You're speaking differently. Your views are differently. Social media as well, they, they'll try and stop you from having as many social media platforms as possible. And if you start to notice yourself, you know, the things that you enjoy doing, um, going to work, the way you dress, if you start to notice that somebody else is having a huge impact on what you used to be like, then this is a big red flag. Why is this person trying to change you? Because a healthy relationship should be that you can remain who you are, remain your authentic self and move at a steady pace in a relationship. Unfortunately, narcissists are very um, exciting at the very beginning and a relationship with, uh, say, a normal person would be quite sustainable and going at a a decent pace where a narcissist is very quick they want to suck you in as, as quickly as possible so you do become dependent on them listen to your gut feeling that's what I always tell clients if something doesn't seem right ask yourself why and then look to see what is happening the best way if you start to notice things are different is reach out to someone the more support you have around you the better yeah, and I, I guess going back to support, I guess for people on the outside who aren't in that relationship, they might not know how best to support um, those that are going through it because they'll not always know quite how bad things are. Did you ever find that when you were telling others about your own experiences that it almost didn't seem believable because no one could believe that the extent to what was happening? Absolutely. Narcissists are very charming to the outside world. Um, they have a very Jekyll and Hyde personality. Most definitely for my story, narcissists are very charming to the outside world. They want everybody to fall into their trap of feeling like they are the one, most wonderful people that they like to portray that they are. So for a victim, it's very hard to come out and actually say this person is abusing me, um, emotionally abusing me, because to the outside world that they have portrayed that they are nothing like they really are behind closed doors. Then the victim feels like they are lying. That it's very, it's in their head because that's what the narcissist tells them. Gaslighting is one of the most dangerous forms of emotional abuse. It completely tears a person's identity apart because the narcissist will um, question who they are, make out that it's all their fault, and the victim will then think, it's all my fault, I've done this, um, I've ruined it. And they completely lose faith of who they are. They become very confused, and that's where depression, anxiety, and PTSD can take place. So for people on the outside, if they do notice that they their loved one is being affected by a narcissist, it is incredibly hard. And the, the advice I'd give is literally just stay for support because as much as you want them to get away from their abuser, if the victim is not ready to leave, you will drive them closer to the narcissist because a victim has to literally reach rock bottom before they actually admit that they are being abused by their their narcissist because they have become dependent on them 
the feeling of not having the narcissist in their life is absolutely terrifying. They are addicted to them. It is very much like a drug. And the more the outside of, of people try and push them away from the narcissist and try and get them away, if they're not ready, then they won't. They will they will make all excuses. They will may even cut you out of their life because they don't want to hear the truth. So my advice is just to be there, support them as much as you can. And then when the time is right, they will come and ask you for help. Yeah, I'd imagine it's um, so tough to, to realise, like you said. I know that I've been in friendships before where everyone's told me to step away and I've not realised until, like you said, it's almost too late that it that they're not the person that they said they, they are when you first met. Um, I guess after you've had an experience like that, it can almost take a while to rebuild and almost you lack that trust where, when you decide it's time to start looking for another relationship. Have you got any tips for kind of the recovery process? The recovery process can be a long process and my advice is to people to make sure you are fully recovered from this relationship before you jump into another relationship because if you're not, you are so vulnerable that another narcissist will be so more attracted to you because you are yearning for that attention again, yearning for that high that that person used to give you. Recovery starts from accepting what's happened, learning about narcissistic personality disorder, look at how it's changed you, who you've become, who you want to be, why was you um, able to be sucked into a narcissistic relationship, why did you allow that person to break all those barriers. It's a lot of work that you need to do on yourself because an empathetic person needs to make sure that they now have really strong barriers in place and boundaries. Um, So they are not going to become a victim again of narcissistic abuse. Unhealed victims tend to find themselves back in narcissistic relationships again because that's become normality. They see that abuse as love, uh, which isn't healthy. Many of my clients have come to me is on their second or third relationship with a narcissist. They'll say, I was with someone years and years ago who was exactly the same, and then I came out and went straight back into another relationship, and they ended up being exactly the same. It's because of the patterns. You've become used to those patterns, and that's become the way that you see a relationship should be. But that's not healthy. That's toxic, and it's only going to go one way if you are with somebody like that it's not going to be good for you at the end of it. If you want a healthy relationship, you have to become healthy within yourselves. You've got to find your self-worth, your self-love, and take some time out and find who you are again, instead of rushing to need that codependency and need to feel looked after by somebody else. You've got to become dependent on you and feel like if you're going to allow somebody in your life, that they've got to fit into your life instead of you fitting into theirs. Yeah, exactly. And I guess that when you're in an abusive relationship, you start to turn into the person that the narcissist wants you to be. So through controlling behaviour and it, it never being 
their fault when you've tried to address it. It's so difficult to recover, like you said. Um, Many people have experienced relationship problems caused by lockdown. Um, Have you got any advice for working through those if people find themselves trapped in lockdown with a partner who they've started to spot is, is maybe controlling and showing signs of of narcissistic behaviour. In the lockdown, if you've started to notice that someone is showing toxic or narcissistic traits, the best thing to do is to start writing everything down like a journal. Um, It's very easy to forget things because some things might not be as big as others and a narcissist will always try and make out that it's your fault. Um, But if you write everything down, you'll actually start to see the patterns in which they're working and how much abuse you're actually taking. And also write about write down how you're feeling. Being in a narcissistic relationship, your feelings are totally disregarded. And if you ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? And be totally in tune with how you're feeling at that particular moment and ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? You've got to not ignore how you're feeling. If something isn't right, it's because it's not right. If you want to break away from the relationship, start to plan your exit. And that could be as the pandemic starts to hopefully come to an end or reach out to people. There's loads of helplines out there. Or if you need therapy or something like that, then reach out to somebody that is specialised in narcissistic personality disorder or coercive behaviour because it's it's great to actually get clarification that you're not going crazy. Um, I have clients that, you know, send me loads of text messages or letters or emails and things like that just to prove to me that they're not going crazy. And that's, I would welcome anybody to send me anything because I'm giving them the platform to talk openly and to be believed. When someone comes to me, they've literally reached the end of their tether where they are so desperate to be believed. And it's so sad because people are so wanting help and just to hear that it's not you, it's them. And I guess talking about it is always the first step on that journey to recovery as well. Talking is definitely the best form of therapy because you've got to let everything out when someone says something out loud it's become real people that suppress everything they let it build up and build up and build up and it comes out in other ways what I would say to someone is if a child was coming to you crying wanting to hug you know really upset wanting to be listened to and you totally ignored that child you turned your back on them how do you think that child would feel it would start to act in different ways and and completely feel rejected. That is what you're doing to your inner self. You're not listening to your inner self. And that's what I I tell people to to start doing. Do you have any self-care tips for people who find themselves trapped or or feeling stuck in it? And if they can get a moment away to themselves, do you have any tips on things that can help to just take themselves out of that relationship, even if it's for a short time? Exercise is a great form of self-care because you're getting the chemicals released in your brain that also that you feel in a narcissistic relationship, it's making you feel good. That and um, also giving yourself 
your own space to think about things because sometimes things will be going around your mind like a washing machine, like so many different emotions, just to take some time out and to listen to yourself or reach out to friends or family and and just be open. Um, I think a lot of people don't say what they're truly feeling because one, they don't want to burden other people or they won't uh, afraid that they'll sound crazy. But just being open and honest is one of the main things I would say, because you're not just being honest with other people, but you're being honest with, with yourself. Absolutely. Um, and you've spoken a lot as well about dating during the pandemic. How do you think that dating can best best work at the moment do you have any tips on on people looking to start a relationship at the moment when it's so difficult to meet anyone it is hard with the pandemic because people are feeling very isolated and very alone and so I think they're now thinking oh I need a relationship because I'm feeling really lonely do you Mm -hmm. really need a relationship right now try not to force any relationship What I'm finding is a lot of people are going 0 to 100 because they are feeling very alone, bored. Um, So they're putting up with a lot more than what they might have done in normal circumstances. So my advice is just to remain yourself and ask yourself, do you need a relationship right now? Can it be a friendship that you could sustain now and hopefully it progress healthily into a relationship um, further down the line? This will come to an end, and I think people are struggling to see that at the minute, but it will do. It will come to an end at some point, so you don't need to rush into anything just yet. Yeah, I think that's that's great advice, and I guess that it's so difficult to properly get to know someone on a dating app when you can't actually meet them in person. Who you're talking to might actually be a, a completely different person if you, if you did get to meet them, so... I think it's important for people to consider whether it's right for them. Yes, absolutely. And um, have healthy boundaries in place. You know, normal people will respect your boundaries. Narcissistic, toxic people, boundaries don't exist to them. So that's a red flag. If If you're starting to meet someone online on dating apps, if they start sending graphic pictures to you, that's a red flag. A normal person wouldn't do that. Be honest when you start speaking to someone, what is it that you want out of this relationship, friendship? Because it's good to go into whatever type of relationship it is, being honest. If that person doesn't want a relationship and it's literally just about the sexual side of things, but you're in it for a relationship, then it's Mm -hmm. not going to work. So just be totally honest and just have your guard up as well. As you said, Harvey, you don't know who you're talking to until you meet somebody properly. Just take it slow. There is no rush. Fantastic advice, Emma. Thanks so much for being on the on, on the podcast today. Uh, where can we find out more about your work and, and what you do? Visit my website at mytraumatherapy.co.uk or if you do feel like you are a victim of narcissistic abuse and need to reach out, I have a support group via Facebook, which is Victims of Narcissistic Abuse Support Group. And I offer two free online groups on Sundays and Tuesdays where members only can come on Zoom and it's held like an AA or NA meeting 
where you are given the space to talk about what's going on in a controlled, non-judgmental environment. And you're amongst people that know exactly what you're talking through. I've seen people come in at the start and they've come in every week and they've really worked hard on themselves. And it's just a great place where they feel like they have another avenue to feel supported. That's brilliant. And thanks so much for sharing your own story and experiences as well, because I'm sure it will have helped so many people. Thank you very much for having me, Harvey. If you've been affected by the issues raised in today's episode, know that you're not alone. There's always someone to help even when it feels like there's no one there to support you. Um, If you've struggled with any of the issues raised in today's episode, I've left a link to the Samaritans in the show notes and you can call them on 116123 for free, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I've also left a link to Emma's website, My Trauma Therapy, in the show notes where you can start your journey to recovery, find out more about Emma and book a session with her. I hope that you found this, um, the episode today useful and that you took something from it. I know that the topic was quite hard hitting but it was an issue that I really wanted to cover and if it's helped one person then that episode has been worth recording. I look forward to seeing you next time um, for another episode of The Social Sanctuary. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Social Century Podcast. And if you're enjoying the show, why not subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts? It would help me out massively.